Welcome everyone. Thanks for joining me. Derek Olson of Megalithic Marvels here to reconstruct the prehistoric past with you yet again. So in this episode, we're going to travel back in time to 1837 for the unearthing of one of the greatest megalithic marvels uh, ever discovered between Europe and Asia. So get ready for that. But before we get to it, I want to tell you about a few insightful things that I've recently featured on our Instagram account. And I just so you know, you don't have to have an Instagram account to view these. You can just go to Instagram.com forward slash Megalithic Marvels. So anyway, I recently posted a photo from a location known as Sewite in Peru. And this is a site that Uh, is known for some pretty amazing ancient megalithic architecture. But in the photo you'll see, I posted with something I had never seen before. And it's, it's really insane. On the side of one of these ancient stone megalithic structures, is a very strange design that appears to be uh, literally cut into the rock with almost laser-like precision. It's really thin. It snakes down from one line into two. And then there's these two strange rectangular objects on the ends of each. So I would love to know what you think uh, might have been going on in this photo when the ancient uh, architect or builder was creating this. So please leave a comment on that photo. Uh, Also on Instagram, I recently featured a short video of really rarely seen footage Uh, from a fellow explorer who was just on a tour in Egypt and visited the Great Pyramid. And in this highlight reel, you will see this explorer is exiting the Great Pyramid uh, from deep inside its bowels and traveling all the way out into the daylight where you see the outside of the structure. A really rare video, amazing to see the deeper inside of the pyramid. So check that out on uh, Instagram dot com forward slash megalithic marvels or you can click the link below in the show notes of this podcast to see both of those well let's travel back in time to 1837 for the unearthing of one of the greatest megalithic marvels ever discovered between europe and asia february 1837 kirch crimea After several years of exhaustive excavation, trying to find a way inside the giant earthen mound, archaeologist Anton Ashik and his weary team of explorers finally opened the hidden entrance to one of the greatest megalithic marvels ever discovered between Europe and Asia, what has come to be known as the Royal Kurgan. As a light pierced through the dank darkness, What Anton saw next probably left him utterly speechless. He would later describe this once-in-a-lifetime experience as follows. Quote, Huge walls form the entrance to the tomb. The mound consists of a tomb and a long corridor made of rusticated slabs. The burial chamber is built on a rock. In plan, it is almost square. The walls consist of ten rows of masonry. At the level of the fifth row, they gradually turn into a stepped circular dome. The chamber height is almost nine meters. End quote. 
Now, Kurgan is a Russian word that means burial mound. And this mound stands almost 65 feet high. Many layers of clay, algae, rubble stones cover the inner structure beneath and protect it from erosion by atmospheric precipitation. The entrance is located on the south side of the mound, and the stonework is made of this yellowish limestone. In 1856, a Swiss artist named Carlo Basoli visited the Royal Kurgan and painted his experience. When you look at this photograph, you will see that Carlo was seated deep inside the far end of the mound in what is known as the tomb, and he was painting the view he saw looking out towards the southward entrance. In this photograph, notice the precision, mortarless architecture. The long corridor made of rusticated slabs and how it gradually merges into the circular-shaped corbelled dome. Archaeologist Anton Ashak also wrote, quote, If you look back from the chamber of the tomb, you will find that the exit appears to be much further than the distance to the tomb outside. This effect was achieved by the unequaled width and non-parallelism of the walls of the Dromos. It is likely that the ancient Greeks sought to achieve this effect on purpose. The path to the afterlife is close, but the way out of it seems so far, end quote. Now, Anton obviously assumed, based on his testimony, that the ancient Greeks built this structure. This is most likely due to the fact that Kerch was founded approximately 2,600 years ago as an ancient Greek colony. Yet, Kerch is considered to be one of the most ancient cities in all of Crimea. And archaeological digs near the city have ascertained that the area had been inhabited as far back as the 17th centuries BC. While mainstream academia assumes that the Royal Kurgan was the final resting place of a ruler of the Bosporan kingdom somewhere between 400 and 300 BC, but could it be much, much older? Is it the massive size of the Royal Kurgan that prompted archaeologists to conclude that this structure was built by and for a king, hence naming it as such in the first place? Anton Ashik made no mention, and I have found no record that a sarcophagi or skeletons were found during his excavation of 1837. Was this mound completely plundered in antiquity? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At the beginning of the 19th century, there were apparently more than 2,000 mounds dotting the Kerch Peninsula, but sadly today, most of them have all but disappeared. Now, estimated to be as old or older 
than the Royal Kurgan by mainstream academia, almost all of these other burial mounds really appear inferior in their construction methods as they use mostly wood, uh, rocks, and mud. Not the precision mortalist architecture we see with the Royal Kurgan Mound. This brings me to my next question. Why is the Royal Kurgan Mound so spectacularly different from the other mounds of the region? Now, some might be quick to answer that these other burial mounds must have been made for the commoners of the day. But again, this cannot be the case as these other mounds are thought by mainstream academia to be the tombs of the Scythian royalty who ruled the plains of the region some 3,000 years ago. Inside these other Kurgans have been found vast amounts of pure gold objects depicting primal battles between monsters and animals. Many of the mummies unearthed inside were found covered in tattoos and clearly members of the ruling class of that day. Are these other Kurgans the Scythians' best attempt to emulate the splendor of the royal Kurgan, similar to maybe what we see in Peru, where the small rough stone and clay mortar construction style is built around the superior precision mortarless architecture that seems to predate it. Now, some of the components of the Royal Kurgan look eerily similar to that of other ancient superstructures found around the world. Two that come to mind are the Grand Gallery inside the Great Pyramid, where you can see incredible similarities. Another one is the uh, subterranean well of Santa Cristina in Sardinia. The similarities are striking. Archaeologist Anton Ashik made the intriguing comment that, quote, all blocks of the crypt and dromos were laid dry without binder. In many places, traces of the instrument have been preserved on the walls, small rectangular grooves in the walls, end quote. Is Anton describing here the traces left behind from some form of lost technology that the ancient architects were using to build this megalithic masterpiece? Something else to mention here is that all over this region of the Black Sea have been found ancient skeletons possessing strange elongated skulls very similar to those seen in places such as Paracas, Peru. Many of these Black Sea elongated skulls seem to possess approximately 25% more cranial mass than normal human skulls. Now, cradle headboarding can alter the shape of a skull, but it cannot produce more cranial mass on a skull, as these elongated skulls appear to have. Elongated skulls such as these have been found near the area of the Royal Kurgan. Is there a connection between these ancient elongated skull people or humanoids and the precision megalith known 
as the Royal Kurgan. Could the Royal Kurgan have been built as the final resting place for one of these humanoids? So many questions, yet a few things are for certain. The Royal Kurgan is an ancient architectural masterpiece that holds many secrets, and we are very lucky that it is still standing. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast and give us a good rating on iTunes, which helps others to find it easier through all the algorithms. Also, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes where you can watch the video version of this reading. Thanks again, guys. And until next time, keep exploring.